Anyway, okay. Well, welcome to episode 106 of the Commuteville podcast here in Temecula. Uh, we've been gone here for probably two weeks or so, and I know you all missed us a lot. All right, so we are missing one person uh, that you all know, and that is my wife, Tracy. Uh, she's a little under the weather tonight, so I'm not really missing her. I, I know where she is. She's not missing, so don't put it on Temecula Talk. But, uh, you know, we, we know where she is. She's just a little ill. So I, I know everybody's going to turn it off after this because <laughs> she's like the, uh, she's the brains of the thing. I do have our special guest here. Why don't you introduce yourself? And uh, yeah, yeah, of course. Tell of us course. your affiliation with Temecula. My name is Brandon Jans. I own the minor league soccer team here in Temecula, and um, I'm a longtime resident. Um, been here before. It was actually named Temecula back when uh, I believe it was called Rancho California. Wow, so, that's yeah, a long yeah. time ago. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah <laughs> he's, believe me, he's not that old, and he doesn't <laughs> look like a Wild West character for you people that think that's the only people that were here. Oh yeah, no, no. I always wanted to be a cowboy, but you know, yeah. I never had, I never had the chance. You were still Indians and cowboys. <laughs> it was, it was definitely cowboys and Indians. That's all it was out here. People <laughs> don't, it. people don't believe it. Yeah. Well, no, I, I, I do like the history. That's part of my thing too. Is I really do love history and kind of looked into the history of Temecula and sometimes try to bring up fun little yeah. facts. And I don't know, you, you, I'm it, sure it you is. know much more because you've lived here and through it. Oh no, it is. It's amazing, and you know. I feel I feel bad and I feel good for the people that live here now. Bad because back back then when we grew up, all it was was just land everywhere. I mean, the kids we just ran around everywhere and, and did whatever. It was yeah. op- open fields all over the place. And now you know the streets. Everybody's just living inside their home. So there's been a lot of plus and there's been a lot of minus about about yeah. Temecula. And I think like the older residents that are farmers and yeah. cowboys and you know stuff like that. I think they miss it. But the new ones, man, I, I've got three daughters. I'm glad that there's a mall and there's all this stuff around. You, yeah. You need yeah. some things to get them out. 100%. And a <laughs> get wife, out the house you know, for the, the wife. needs to be able to go out and do her nails and stuff like that. Yeah. Well, and that was that was for me, too. I mean, my wife and I coming from L.A., I mean, we weren't originally born and raised there, but at least we were there for a little while, and you had, we're, we're foodies, so we really like to eat good food and this yeah. and that. And coming down here, like, it was awesome to see that there were, you know, restaurants. You can find them here. There, there's places. There's Goat and Vine, you know. There's Gambling Cowboy. There's um, The Oak at at Pachanga, yeah. and um, there's a ton of other places that I'm missing, but yeah. you're right. You eat? Know, Do you know Eat? Eat? Yeah. yeah. Eat's, a, eat's a great place. Very healthy donut bar? as well. No, I'm just I, have, I haven't been to Donut <laughs> yep. Bar yet. Oh. You know, because yeah. I'm... That's I'm, new. I, you're I'm trying you're to old be school. healthy. I'm trying to be healthy. <laughs> what but, is... Uh, what is where the, Donut Bar's at. Yeah. <laughs> he is, he's very healthy. He's a very fit soccer gentleman, football oh, gentleman. For no, <laughs> listen, I wasn't. You got to understand, I lost 40 pounds over the, well, not the last three months, but I lost them in three months. Yeah. Wow. Uh, just, just working and, st- and stress and, and not yeah. playing anymore. I quit. Oh, I quit no. training with the first team and stuff like that. So, right. yeah, I was at 205. So, Back wow. down, back down to one sixty five. Well, oh yeah, we need to talk about this. <laughs> and it no, wasn't, you don't want the diet. Believe me, it wasn't horrible. keto. It wasn't. Was it? <laughs> no, no. It was. What was it? It was. Um, it's clean, boot camp. It's like clean eating and um, oh man, horrible, horrible diet. What's that? What's it called when you only eat like the protein and the meat? Paleo. Paleo. Oh, yeah. Jeez, you think you it's go. great, but no. Believe me, I love burritos. I love bread. Yeah. It's you need the carbs. It's horrible. Listen, my kids would be making toast in the morning. I want to punch them in the face. It <laughs> smells so good. You just smell it. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's horrible. Here's the thing. Uh, I know I normally drink a local beer. Um, I'm gonna go ahead and call this local. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because I bought it at the local Trader Joe's. <laughs> no, it's good. It's uh, we're drinking the Trader Jose's, and if you guys haven't had it, um, it's actually really good. The one in the glass bottle, 
It says product of Mexico right it's there. It's product, yep. Cheers. It tastes like it tastes like a Corona to me. Yeah, Cheers, it does. Probably. It actually does. <laughs> Although maybe even a little better. Yeah. I don't know. You know what? It's refreshing. It's fine. No, <laughs> we're gonna it's, it's we're gonna wonderful. talk soccer here soon. It's we're gonna talk or football as yeah. you know people. <laughs> yeah, no, it's getting there though. I'll tell it you is. what, the changes in my lifetime yeah. compared to to now, it's 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 been tremendous. Yeah, yeah. Well, before we get into that, let's chat a little bit. I want to talk about July Fourth, um, and right. you being a local here. The whole reason I started this was to kind of get people organized on things that are going on in town. So, let's talk about July Fourth that's coming up here. Some festivities yeah. that are going on. What is it that you like? What do you know? So, me personally, we're we, we've been in the parade as as a business. Yep. Temecula I've Football Club has been in the parade. It's a great time. It's hot. Don't yeah. get me wrong. Being in it, but if you're a spectator, so if you get down to Old Town, everybody knows Old Town now for the most part. You have, you know, Starbucks at one end. You right. have, you know, countless restaurants now that you can go to early in the morning, get some breakfast in, swing in cafe. Right. 1909. You know what? There's one down there on, is it uh, Le Coffee Shop? Oh, yeah, The gentleman yeah. that owns that, the French gentleman. Yeah. Yeah. That place is actually the oh. uh, first time I've been in there, and they, they've got some great pastries. Oh, yeah. And um, if, did you get I think the... That's on, but it's... Um, it's very, 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 very good. They, there's so many little yeah. places that are very good. Yeah. You can get down there early, watch the parade. It's all local people. Meet people, make friends, and feel something that's traditional and old right. that you would get in the Midwest that you think like when you watch a movie and you're like, we want to recreate that for, for our young people yeah, in the community. And the, and the city does a great job with that, which is which is amazing. The Star Spangled 4th of July Parade, um, it starts at 10 a.m., and it's down there right along Old Town. Literally goes from arch to arch. So if you've been down there, you know the arches. It's basically at each end, one's down kind of by that Starbucks. Old Town Barbers. Yeah, yeah. Shout out they're, to them. They're great people. Yeah. Casper, good Casper, guy there. Yeah. yeah, they're awesome. And the garden right there. <laughs> uh, <laughs> hey, a lot of guys hide in <laughs> it's the... A, <laughs> it's a spot to hide after you get your hair cut. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> or maybe before. Exactly. Until <laughs> you get all fresh and clean. The other arch then is the other end. Uh, stampede. Right by the Stampede. There yeah, you go. That's stampede. where it's going to start. Everybody so the Fourth of July one will start down there by Stampede. Got you. So that's where it starts, and then it ends down uh, on the other end. But, you know, from my experience, too, the past couple years, I mean, honestly, I feel like we're getting there at 8. Like, And they start shutting the streets down at that point down there. Um, So it it gets a little hairy. It gets a little tricky, you know. And like you said, it's a little warm. But I don't know. This year it might actually... Yeah, nice I hope cool. so. It's been Man, so. If it's nice and so cool like this, I yeah. think everybody would be happy. Yeah, we'll take it. Um, anyway, so yeah, get down there early. Um, it's a lot of fun. Bring your kids, everything else. They got all kinds of fun stuff. And shout and scream really loud when you see the Temecula <laughs> Football Club, the Quails. Oh, right? yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, give us <laughs> nice. a shout. There we go. Um, so another thing that they do as well is the fireworks um, that are out at Ronald Reagan. Um, you're going to have to talk about that because I am yeah. actually, I've never been. Oh man! Uh, partially, be, my kids are a little young, so. <laughs> well, you're mi- yeah, you're you're missing out. So so growing up here and and being a teenager in mm-hmm. in Temecula, y- you know we didn't have cell phones. You know we we had multiple kids in every house. You hardly got on the phone. You know right. you're having to beat your brother to get off of there so you can call somebody right. and see if they're there, going to be there, and so everybody would know. Hey, we're going to be at Ronald Reagan. That's right. And you got to just find people. But the thing that that was always difficult with it, they'd have the lights on and everything lit up, and then they're going to start the fireworks. Everything goes completely dark in the area. (laughs) And so you're trying to find friends. You don't have a cell phone. You're not texting anybody. You're trying to just like, hey, you're yelling for people. Amazing, amazing time. You know, bring a blanket, bring some chairs, bring your family out. It 
it's it's a great evening. Nice. Usually, as you know, yeah. it's, it's extremely hot in yeah. the summertime here. Yeah. But in the evenings, once the sun goes so down, nice. it gets nice and cool. It's great. So, you know, you bring a sweater yeah. and you watch the fireworks. And I mean, it, it's what it's what being a part of a community, I, yeah. I think, is really about. Give yourself time. There's going to be traffic. It is what yeah. it is, but it's worth it. It's a fun time. I, those moments for kids, you know, it's why you do it. Yeah. Because the kids, you know, when they see that stuff, yeah. it, it just it's a, it's a moment, it's a memory in their life, and that's why it, why the parents do it for and them. And they look forward to it every year. Yeah, one hundred percent. And then they drag their kids to it, and they're like, "Man, was it this bad for my parents?" You know, <laughs> yeah, exactly. They're like, uh, "Well, and you being a local, yeah. you got to be, you know, you got to hate the traffic and the parking." And <laughs> oh my <laughs> but goodness, it was always right. bad back then, right? So no, you're uh, just used to it. <laughs> well, just for July Fourth, but usually there was no, there were no cars out here. I mean, uh, yeah. you got people riding horses to high school and stuff oh, like man. that back then. <laughs> That's awesome. So, well, I know. So this year, last year, I don't think they did it, but this year, Pachanga is back at it again, oh, and they're fireworks. doing their fireworks this year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Good. from what I know. Uh, um, it's, you know, obviously free to the resort guests and to the community. Well, what the lo- what a lot of local people do, and I don't want to give this, well, I'm sure Uh-oh. anybody listening that's Uh-oh. local will He's know. He's got the secret. But a, but a lot of people, so you're going to have Lake Elsinore, you're going to have Marietta, you're going to have Temecula, you're going to have all the, the valley, really, that's going to do all these fireworks shows. Right. What local people will do, they'll drive up Rancho California up into Duluth, and they'll uh. find spots up there, open open lots and stuff like that. Oh, wow. Overlooking the valley. But they'll have cars lined up, parked up all over the place up there and people trying to get out there and try to look at all the fireworks going through the valley. So there's there's definitely definitely spots. You yeah. just, if you're a local, you kind of know where they're at. So if you can nice. find a place that's vis- visible yeah. to see stuff, Oh, I mean, because I think Storm Storm will have it there at Storm. Baseball yeah, that was Stadium, the other thing. Lake yeah, Elsinore. Lake Elsinore, things like that. Yeah, I mean, uh, let's see. So here we go. We got Marietta. Marietta's doing a birthday bash from fireworks um, from 2 to 9, and that's at the Cal Oaks Sports Park. Oh, um, yeah. And then you got Menifee is doing an Independence Day parade celebration of fireworks. So um, their parade starts at 4, and their fireworks are at 9. Um, it's actually down at Wheatfield Park out in Menifee. Um, they, so they got a whole thing. It's a food and craft vendors, live entertainment, family games and kids zone and a beer garden. So look at that. You can put your kids in the beer garden and you go, (laughs) oh wait, no, that's, that doesn't work. Wait, wait, (laughs) put them in the kids zone and you go to the beer garden. Yeah. That works. That works. Anyway. And then, yeah, you got Lake Elsinore. So it's, uh, yeah, it's 4th of July party at the storm game. Uh, Ooh, in the morning they have a kid's bike parade. That oh, good, yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah, it's always fun, you know, get the kids involved. So party in the park, that's 9 a.m. to 12 noon. The storm game starts at 6, and then the fireworks are at 9 down there. So now we got the real topic of what's going on. So the reason I contacted Brandon was I actually saw on Facebook <laughs> a plea from you to get people to the games. Oh, yeah. Now, I've always wanted to bring you on the podcast, and I say that because I've only been doing it five weeks, but <laughs> I'm just, <laughs> I'm just um, But I did. I always had an interest. I'd always saw that there was a Temecula you know, football club here, and I was yeah. just interested. I was like, you know, the cars with the, the banners and the things, and then if you don't know, they're actually the quails. Yeah. Um, their colors are red and white, so go get your gear. Um, and I saw this plea on Facebook and I was like, wow. I said, you know, I, I, not, not beyond, I really wanted to have you on. Um, but now I was like, you know what, if this team is going away, I really want to have him on because (laughs) we need to save it. We need a team here in Temecula. Uh, we need to keep you here. So let's talk, let's talk about you, your background in soccer. 
okay, yeah. The short, sweet I'll, I'll, version. I'll do, <laughs> I'll do, yeah, I'll do short and sweet. I, I know mean, you've been involved um, in a lot. It's, it, it, it's not very complicated. I don't really completely understand it myself, but um, my family moved out here in the 80s, early 80s, and there was there was nothing whatsoever. My parents got separated. My, my dad was living in Wildemar area. My mom moved out here to Rancho California. For some reason... You know, I did a lot of sports back then, like everybody did. You would do, you know, every sport. Kick um, the can. Oh, kick the can was amazing. I'll tell you what. Street ball. There was a lot of people hurt and kick the can. <laughs> Smear the queer. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you name it. I mean, there was You some, can't say that now. Uh, oh, man. <laughs> I'll tell you what. There was uh, jailbreak, whatever, dodgeball, all a, a, any, Everything. anything that caused pain to, to local kids, we, we did to each other. Dirt, dirt clod wars. I could tell you a story about my brother getting hit in the face and bleeding everywhere. Oh, no. Oh, Jeez. man. So bad. Right down the street. It was horrible. Oh, but, <laughs> but 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 long story long story really short is I got to an age where I was racing BMX playing baseball playing soccer and being a kid as well and my parents were separated and had very limited means this area was uh, wasn't what it is now um, I, I I would I would think back back there in the late late 80s early 90s you know just maybe 20,000 people we first lived at Temecula Gardens, which is over by um, Target across the street, kind of by the pond. Okay. It was yeah. the only place around. My mom was working at this place called um, Eli Lilly. Oh, okay, yeah. And uh, it's changed. I didn't changed. even know Eli Lilly was yeah. there. Wow. It changed. It was a- ACS and then Guidant and then Abbott now. And she still works for for, for him now. Oh, wow. Um, but we used to go walk across the top of the, the 15 now, believe it or not, because a car <laughs> wouldn't go by for 10, 15 minutes. We'd go over to the pond and we'd swim in there. There's beaver dams built up big swings and wow. we spend our our whole summers down there and just messing around with all the local kids that's yeah. what it was everybody knew everybody i mean i used to walk from um la paz road all the way down here kind of where you live to sparkman to yeah. the elementary school yeah i mean we're, we're talking in fifth grade fourth grade wow so that's how it used to be here right well um i, I fell in love with the game my mom said yeah you have to this have game a- is soccer yeah, you have a you have a decision to Not make. Not Dirk Clyde Wars. Are you gonna are you gonna race BMX? Are you gonna play baseball? Are you gonna play soccer? And I have no idea why I pick soccer, but I think the main thing is because it never ends. You know, yeah. it goes. You, you start the game. You have a halftime, right? Right. But you start the game and, and you can. It just continues. It doesn't yeah. stop. And baseball always stopped, and it was kind of boring yeah. t- to me. Yeah. Um. So ninety minutes. Yeah. So <laughs> you're, st- you're stuck for ninety so, minutes on a field. So I was playing in the local recreational league here, which is TVSA which is still now the only rec league here. And this coach, Mario Martinez, picked me for the all-star team and then wanted to start a competitive, which is just like travel ball, right? Right. And he asked me to be on that. And it was a year older than me, but, you know, he, he really liked me and wanted me in the team and stuff. And so that was my first start to, like, really liking the game here, okay. here in the area. And right. Mario Mario's a great guy. And like I said, my parents and stuff, we didn't have very much money. And so he would take me to games and right. out to Arizona if there's games or whatever. I would stay in his hotel, sleep on the floor, whatever. He, right. was, he was great to me. Whatever it took. And and then it got to a point where since I was younger, all the kids hit puberty. They grew right. up and I was still a little guy. So I switched um, and started going and playing down in San Diego at, at um, 15 years old. Okay. And that was kind of really the change. Um, playing with the top team town there, which was the San Diego Surf Club, and I. Now are they still around? Yeah, they're still around. Yeah, yeah massive. It's like a million, multi-millionaire type business now. Wow. What, what yeah. they are now, it's ridiculous. Not, not. It's completely changed. The youth games changed, but I had got scouted by 
someone to go over and represent this U.S. ambassadors team in Europe. Right. And my parents were able to, you know, talk to a few people to help out, and they pitched in what they could. So I was able to go do that. And so I went over and was able to 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 train in Germany and Denmark and play in a tournament there, and then also in Manchester, England. Nice. And it really changed my life, it, w- without a doubt. I it just w- what it's like over there compared to here. Yeah. Th- it's black and white. There's still even now zero comparison. Yeah. And I knew that's what I wanted to do for the rest of my life. And a couple of years later, I signed a professional contract. Um, so out of high school here, I went to Temecula Valley, go Bears, <laughs> and graduated in 97. And nice. um, actually had a full ride to Cal State Fullerton to play soccer. But I was never planning on going to school. Right. So I didn't take the appropriate classes. I never got cleared by the clearinghouse the, but the goalkeeper coach at Fullerton got the job up at LA Galaxy. Oh, okay. And he said, hey, you know, come up to LA Galaxy. And I'm like, well, that's a no-brainer. Yeah, of course. <laughs> but, so I went up there on trial, and the, the manager there, Octavio Zambrano at the time, said, well, you're not going to get any time here. Um, you know, you're just a teenager, and we've right. got, like, Cienfuegos and these other internationals here. You're not going to see a minute on the field. You need to develop. Go, go play with our farm team, which is this Orange County Zodiac team back in uh-huh. the old A-League. Okay. And I'm like, okay, yeah, yeah, no problem. And did that for two years, and it was a great time. Played, you know, played Seattle Sounders, Vancouver right. Whitecaps, and a great experience. Flying out to New York, unbelievable time as a teenager. I won't get I'm into. Sure that I won't fun. get into all the, all all the details. But they went, they they folded and went bankrupt. Okay. And then um, I was, uh, I went out to Boston and played professionally out there. And oh, nice. um, then they folded and went bankrupt. And <laughs> yeah, so it was it was unfortunate. But luckily, when I was out in Boston, uh, some some guys from Newcastle United were over, and they you know they were in the Newcastle area, had grown up in their youth system there. And one of them, Ryan Jobson, was scouting for Newcastle, and he, he said, "Hey, listen, we love you. If you're ever over in England, wow. get in touch, and we'll get you a trial." Wow. And so now, uh, so so if you all know, and, and yeah. I mean, I'm sure you, yeah, you keep your ahead. story, but the Newcastle is is in England. It's a yeah. it's a club in England. It's a Premier League team. Yeah, Correct. Big, yeah, big or, club. Yeah, yeah, yeah huge. Yeah, yeah very, very big club. And I was actually in London on another tryout because everybody. <laughs> here's the problem. Everybody tells you, "Oh, I can help you out. I can get you yeah. this. I can get you." Sounds that. like LA. Everybody's in <laughs> a exactly, <laughs> and then you realize they're not. But I was in London on a trial, and I'm like, you know what? I'm going to call these guys up. I call them up, and they they say, "Yeah, get yourself up to Newcastle." So I get up to Newcastle, and then the next, um, like two days later, they got me training, playing a game against Middlesbrough, who was a Premier League team at the time. They're not now. They got relegated into the championship. But wow. So I was playing a game against them on trial and uh, ended up, uh, you know, started discussing work permit issues and stuff with this club Scunthorpe and everything. And it was never going to work out. Right. I, I didn't know all these things. That you know, were involved <laughs> growing playing up. in another yeah. country. Yeah, but 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 this, the people, the Jobson family that scouted me over there were amazing. And they said, cool. listen, we want you to stay. We have this non-league team. We want you to play for that. We want you to start getting your coaching badges, get involved in the coaching. And, and, and I did it, and they took care of me. Nice. Um, tremendously, and then, but then it got to the point where I had to make a decision. I was leaving the country every three months, no proper mm. visa. So yeah. I'd fly to the U.S. I'd play a little bit here in the in on the East Coast, and I'd fly back and play three months there, and then fly back. and And to be honest, it was started getting difficult getting in and out of the airports. They kept checking, <laughs> like, you know, well, you're not going to England to work. What do you do? Why Why do you have all this money? Why are you vacationing pretty for much, three months? Pretty much, yeah. So I start asking people. I'm like, man, yeah. why do I get stopped? But you know, every single time I'm coming in the country, they said, well, um, let's see, you are 21 years old yeah. and um, you're coming to this country with a lot of money and no job. Yeah. You know, they think you're like a drug dealer. Yeah. They're like, yeah. Who, who are you? How are you <laughs> running something? Who, who are you staying with? This <laughs> and the other. And, 
um, 9-11 happened, which um, mm. everybody knows really changed Shut a down, lot of yeah. stuff. Yeah. yeah. And so um, it, it became to the point where one time I was coming back into New York um, from, from London, and they pretty much just said, um, how about you spend some more time in, in your own country here in Mulan. the U.S.? <laughs> and I'm just like... Um, yeah, okay, you know, whatever. <laughs> so I just ended up uh, retiring, and, and that, yeah. that was it. So six years of professional football, well, soccer, that's, that's soccer fun. for everybody. And, um, yeah, that's that's my playing career. Wow, that's awesome. That's huge. I mean, so and, and, and Newcastle's where the beer comes from, right? Oh, my goodness, <laughs> yeah. It's a, <laughs> I'm sure it's you a, have. It's a, it's, a good, it's a good beer up there. Now, am I, did you pick up an accent? Um, no, I, I, a little bit. I would say maybe a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna say a little bit, but um, but a lot. It's of not it, a bad like a, thing. Like a lot of people think that I have, you know, an accent here or there. But actually, when I was younger, I had um, um, ear infections as a kid. Oh wow! And so I had to take speech classes as a young kid. So I get pulled out of class, you know, ah. and and I would take speech classes, which I actually loved to death. Don't tell anybody, but oh my goodness, Cause, really? Because you would go through these words, you'd be like. And sound your S's and do all this stuff. And every time you did, the teacher gave you a piece of candy. Well, there's exactly <laughs> there's that. Exactly. Awesome. Oh, I loved it to death, man. That's good learning um, experience. But, but, but yeah, so it's probably a little combination of both. And if you ever travel to the north of England and you don't start speaking like them, then you're just yeah. going to get beat up all the time. You know, you uh, you came on, you went on to this amazing career, you know, playing soccer and oh, yeah, having fun living in England. And, you know. Well, all, every ad- adversity I had in my life is what, led to that to be honest with you and, yeah. and and i see you know now i deal with kids all the time we deal with youth kids and mm-hmm. you see the kids that make it and then don't make it and there's a reason why the kids that had a lot of adversity in their life whatever it is i mean uh, you can say we had a broken home my parents were separated mm-hmm. we, we weren't very wealthy i mean i could tell you stories about you know being in elementary school and having holes in my pants and mm-hmm. and being sent home and you know you know just stuff that you go through when you don't have a lot of money. Yeah, you know, kids will pick pick at you, make yeah. fun of you. You know, you're wearing yeah. the same shirt two days in a row. What, whatever it is, and there's nothing. No disrespect to my parents. I love my childhood more than yeah. anything. But you can see, you have a different tor- different type of skin. It's a little bit tougher. Yeah, because you when you get to that level and you have to compete at the professional yeah. level, you really have to be willing to eat that guy's face off if you're going <laughs> to beat him. I mean, you're going for a job, and it has—it doesn't have much to do with your resume. It has to do with what are you willing to do for this football club, yeah. And you know how much work are you going to put in? Because yeah. at that level, everybody's talented. Yeah, everybody's talented. Yeah. But what are they willing to do? How much of themselves are they willing to give to that football club? Yeah. In order to earn a contract. So, what prompted you then to start soccer here in Temecula? Uh, well, a cu- couple things. So after I had retired and I come back, I start working, working a job. So I, you got to try to figure out how you're going to make six figures, you know, still, but having no degree, you yeah. know, well, yeah. it's very difficult when I looked in the paper, I'll tell you that much. <laughs> yeah. And the only thing <laughs> in the gave, Temecula area, <laughs> yes, too, right? the only thing that gave you an option was selling cars, believe it or not. So I, you, you know, I went, I walked into this Mitsubishi dealership and I said, Hey, you know, this is who I am. I've never sold anything before in my life. I'm a former professional soccer player, and but I need a job. Will you hire me? And the guy's, like, the guy's like, yeah, today. 
you know, listen, you got a job. Go he, out he there. He sends me down to the DMV to get my sales license, this, that, and the other. I'm like, man, giddy up, let's go. <laughs> and it's a very competitive world, so yeah. I was used to it. I yeah. Mean, everybody hates you, yeah. number one. Like all yeah. the other salesmen, they're fighting you, you know, you're trying to get sales. And people just trying to uh, look at a car yeah, without uh, getting bothered. No, but it was great. <laughs> I would go up to him right away and I would just say, listen, I'm not a salesman, really. Yeah. I'm a professional soccer player, but this is the only <laughs> job I could get after I retired. Did you carry your photo in your pocket? You're like, I used to play in Newcastle. (laughs) No, no. (laughs) I drank a lot of beer there. (laughs) No, but but they were all like, oh, really? I'm like, like, yeah, I I just need to sell this so I can feed my family. And then the market crashed um, and everything went bad. It was like around 2008. Yeah. And the banks weren't lending money anymore. Nobody wanted cars. And all the salesmen, you know, getting laid off, this and the other. So I got a a normal job um, at um, Guidant which was the major company here, which is now right. Abbott. Which is, yeah. And yeah, I did that for 10 years. And I really, um, I didn't like my life, I'll be honest with you. Yeah. I, I would work. Desk job. I would work in the morning. No, I, wor- I worked in the warehouse doing okay. some, um, overseeing the shipping department, which was, okay. don't get me wrong, Abbott, they're, they're providing a product that saves people's lives. It's amazing. It's, yeah. it's an amazing product. So, yeah. you know, credit, credit to them. But, it, but it's, a, it's a business. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, you're, you're clocking in nine to five. No. You know, trying to get extra hours here and there, and then I'm coaching youth kids in the evening, and um, wasn't was never never seeing my kids, and my wife would get to the point when she'd be like, well, "Just don't come home in between work and and going to coach because the kids would be so sad when mm-hmm. you leave." Damn. So I'd come home right after working at Abbott, change to go out and do coaching, and I'd be there for you know 15 minutes, 30 minutes, eat something real quick, and go back out and hustle again and work. Right, and the kids would just be crying when I leave and the yeah. wife is like oh yeah. it's so hard on them but, <laughs> but if not I'm leaving before they get up and when I get home the only time I'm seeing them I'm giving them a kiss in bed right yeah exactly yeah. so I did that I did that for a long time and then um, I'm sure a tra- lot of people here can relate to that yeah being it's, it's hard yeah, yeah 100% yeah. you know you're leaving early in the morning you're getting yep. back late yep. you're doing this hustle yep. it's hard well um, we had an unfortunate accident and then um, my my best man at my wedding my, my brother's uh, my wife's brother uh, died, in, unfortunately, over in Spain. He was oh, over geez. there. He was a San Diego State football player, but he was over there doing an exchange student for um, uh, international business degree in oh, Madrid. Wow. And oh, y- yeah, it's 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 a horrible situation. Yeah. Um, and I was actually over there myself, um, you know, trying to find him and stuff like that. And mm. um, there, when when it when it all happened, you know, they found. They found him, unfortunately, and, um, you know, I oh. asked I asked some people, everybody, like when something tragic happens in your life, you know, you got all these people that reach out to you and be like, yeah. how are you doing, this, that, and the other. Yeah. And, uh, I'm very lucky to have met some pretty amazing people in my life, and I had somebody give me some great advice, and they just said pretty much straight, don't not ever forget how you feel right now. Know how you feel right now, and the only thing I felt about was like money didn't matter anymore. Yeah. No materialistic thing mattered at all whatsoever. The only thing that mattered was pretty much my family and people close to me. Yeah. You know, because you can't bring that stuff back. You can always go out and get another Audi or, you know, buy a new house and mm-hmm. work very hard for this. But you can't get your family back and you can't get any time back. Mm-hmm. And they said, think about that for a long time before you decide what you're going to do with your life. Mm-hmm. So I went back to my wife and um, a few months later, probably six months later after, you know, this, after you have a tragedy like that, there's a lot of... There's a lot of things that have to be taken care of in the family, and it's yeah. it's not a very good situation a lot of yeah. times, right? Yeah. Um, well, I said, you know what? I want to provide this for the community. Mm-hmm. I'm not doing anything but taking from the community now. I'm working at this business, making money. 
I'm coaching these youth kids at this local club, Arsenal at the time, and I'm just taking all this money from them, you know, $2,000, $3,000 per kid. Yeah. And I'm not really giving anything back to society or the community. Right. And I want to do that. And I told her, I said, I want to start, you know, a professional team here in Temecula. And right. she said, shut the... Because <laughs> she knows she, li- she lived with me out in Boston. She lived with me through teams going bankrupt in this country. She's like, okay, so now we're just going to go bankrupt, you know, this, yeah. that, and the other. And I said, well, she knew where that was headed. Yeah. So I'm like, hey, let's sell the Jaguar. Let's, you know, let, let me cash in some money on the 401k and, you know, let me make this work. Yeah. You know, because I want to give back to the game. I want to give back to the community. And, and I want to, I don't want to just take from society. I yeah. really, truly want to give back. And so it did. And first year was, you know, I reached out to an um, old teammate of mine who also grew up here a lot of his life in Temecula. Temecula Valley graduate in 96, Vince Passioni. Wow. We met at, there used to be a Starbucks on Winchester over by the Trader Joe's where you got this wonderful <laughs> beer. Um, and we met there and I, and I told him my idea. I'd coached at all the youth, youth, youth teams here in the yeah. area and it's a very... It's a very toxic environment. Everybody hates everybody. It's oh. all about money, this, that, and oh, the other. Oh, no, really? So I'm talking to Vince, and I said, listen, we need to do something that heals this valley, that brings it together. And I want you to partner up with me, and, you know, let's start a professional team here. Wow. Let's go 50-50. We did it. He's like, yeah, wow. let's do this. Yeah. We had all these grand dreams of how great it's going to be and right. people coming to the games and this, <laughs> that, and the other. So You'd have a major stadium yeah, in four years. 100%. So we have our first, <laughs> we have our first game, and we, and we have like 20 people show up. And we're right. thinking we're going to make like $15,000 off this first game and recoup you know, some of our investment. Yeah. And we're looking at each other like, what the heck did <laughs> we just do? I'm scared to go home to my wife. What do we make you know? off popcorn sales? Oh <laughs> man, what, what are we going to do? Well, the year goes by and we realize that we're not getting any local support right. whatsoever. Right. And, um, we decide, you know, I, I talked to a lot of old, you know, parents that, that I coach their kids, you know, and I said, Hey, what did the, what are the team did? The, are the teams saying, Hey, go out to the games, this, that, and the other. And they said, no, they're actually, not promoting you guys at all and you know they're kind of deterring people from going to the games wow so i was like okay so we need to start a youth then you know because that's the only way people in our club are going to want to come out and support so we started the youth and we started getting fans Um, but it was too late for for vince after the first season we reached you know pretty deep in debt about 30k each and and so he just said you know i've got so many other things going on yeah here's here's my 50 percent invest or my 50 percent ownership you can be sole owner, but here, take my debts as well. Wow. Well, I had a decision to make then. It, it was impossible for me to continue to work full-time at Abbott yeah. as well as try to full-time run this club because it's all-day hustle. Yeah. From the beginning you wake up, contacting business, contacting potential tickets, sales, yeah. you know, selling merchandise, trying to operate this football club. Right. So, you know, luckily Abbott was laying people off. Yeah. And I asked my manager at the time, I said, can I be... Can I be laid off? Yes, very much. I said that to him. And he looked right at me, brother. <laughs> this guy, Brad Krieger, he's not there anymore. I don't think so. He'll be right. He looked right yeah. at me and he said, hmm. <laughs> You're um, asking to. You <laughs> this can't, is weird. You can't really say that to me. <laughs> yeah. That, you know, I don't know the ethics in that. Oh. But, um, you're going to you know, be if you're sharing pro- a cell if, with Martha Stewart. <laughs> but if your productivity goes down, I sure you, I'm sure <laughs> you'll be on the list, right? 
So I'm taking vacation times as uh, much as I can, sick days, you know, this, that, and the other. And I'm working on the club. I'm hustling. I'm in, I'm in the bathroom there, like on my phone, trying to oh. do deals. I mean, I'm doing everything. You're I like can. office space yes. when he's just not <laughs> performing at work. No, and I'm and people know it. I'm telling everybody. I've said no. I, I don't want to be here anymore, but I, but I can't quit. You know. I'm surprised they didn't just promote you from doing that. <laughs> no, they are great, great people. It, it really That's is cool. a great company, yeah. and I still I still talk to so many people there. But they they laid me off in one of the in one of the layoffs, and so I I was able to get a package and and take three or four months paid to where I could completely hustle and work on this and and the next year we we actually made money we were we wow. were in the black and and it was it was great it took a lot of work from everybody involved in the club right and um you know we've we've had a few few good years um probably four four good years and then this last year you know it was it was a difficult year we're, we're, right. we we need we really need to gain more support from the community we need five six hundred people paid coming out to the game to not just yeah. tickets being given out or yeah. our youth kids that get in for free or our coaching staff that gets in for free right we need people buying shirts scarves this that and the other right and and coming out to the matches and we've we've found it difficult with the local um politicians to really to gain favor this that and the other mm. and and with the local youth clubs and the local soccer in the area yeah but we, but we want to try to build those relationships so they can see really what a football club means yeah it's a, it's a big family yeah um so you know you're talking about July 4th and fireworks and stuff like that. Every game is should be like that yeah. for the community. They come yeah. out, they're able to see people, meet new people, support something local, yeah, and be involved in it. And it's entertaining. I mean, well, and that's the, the whole thing. That's the whole fun about soccer. I mean, if you watch, if you watch fans from true soccer clubs, it is ridiculous. And I'm not even yeah. talking about the big ones. I mean, even, you know, what is the Portland Timbers and... Uh, Timbers I mean, are they're, good. They're, oh, yeah. Their fan base is ridiculous if you watch the game. I mean, you, oh, yeah. <laughs> you got drums, you got flags, you got smoke. Yeah, we were very lucky to be able to take the team up there a few years ago to play, oh, their, cool. play their reserves and go to attend a game. And oh, nice. they've got a great supporters group. Oh, nice. Yeah, I mean, I, f- I feel like a lot of them do. I mean, I know I've uh, still got some friends back in Orlando. And, uh, yeah, Orlando's yeah. good. Is it Orlando City? Yeah. yeah, Orlando City is yeah. very, very, very good. Yeah. Very good support. If, yeah. the, if this was in Europe, like our coach from Ireland right now, he says... Your coach is from Ireland? Yeah. He See, said, these are things. If we were if we were in Ireland right now, like this team and everything we do was in Ireland, he yeah. said that, you know, we'd be 2,000 people deep every game. Yeah. Um, but it's about education. It's about, you know, yeah. te- teaching the people and getting that into them. But we need to build this fan base first. Yeah, 100%. Right? I yeah. mean, that's what we need to do. Yeah. And that what I'm saying, like there is no... There's nothing, so obviously there's things to do, and you're always taking your kids somewhere. You're taking their kids to this, but you know what? Taking them to a soccer match. I mean, it, you take you take your kids down up to Elsinore for the Storm game. That's the closest thing we've got to something going on. This is closer, literally in our town. Take your kids to watch a soccer match. Yeah, you'd be surprised. The kids go. It's the funnest crazy. ninety minutes. The kids go crazy. We let yeah. them out on the field and play at oh, halftime. Nice. This, that, and the other. They, the kids love it. It is convincing the parents. Right. So, getting back to what I talked about earlier, are we going to be able to support our Quails team next season? Yeah, I think we're going to be able to make it happen. So this okay. last game, we needed fifteen thousand dollars. We needed to make. Yeah. Unfortunately, to operate at the minor league level, it's very expensive. Yeah. It's. I mean, each game you're looking at fifteen to three thousand dollars just to operate. So you can time that by. Uh, we have eight 
18 game, 19 games this year, 18 games this year. Yeah. So it's a lot of money. Yeah. And that, that includes so many people volunteering their time. They're not even getting paid. So, um, it's a very expensive process. Yeah. Um, but we made about, um, $7,800 and we need, we need about another seven, seven, seven thousand to come right. in. And I think we're going to get it from some sponsors and stuff like okay. that to help bridge the gap. And we have a Riverside cup competition this fall okay. and we usually get pretty good attendance during that, which should, should help as well, hopefully. And okay. we do have some good sponsors, eight bit brewery. Oh, nice. Um, Love that gr- place. Yes. Uh, that's uh, where we Chris Keeson and Chris Keeson in there. He's a great, he's a great guy and he's a great sponsor. Um, so they're, they're a good sponsor. Sleep nice. squad is another good sponsor and they're yeah. always good for money. And we'll look at, we'll look to get, get, get a lot of other good sponsors in. Help Any us of out. you rich donors out there, are yeah, looking yeah, yeah. for something to do. Yeah, exactly, 100%. You know, you just drop off $10,000 here, exactly. $20,000 there. We'll, we'll use it very well. Well, how do they get box seats? <laughs> well, Club seats. Let's, let's, work on, let's work on those boxes, we'll get, right? Yeah, we got we to gotta get the rich, rich donor to get the stadium built, right? <laughs> uh, 100%. <laughs> there we go. Yeah. No, but I think, yeah, I think it's a great thing. I think it's awesome. I think it's, I'm really glad to have had you on, Brandon. It was very interesting to get, uh, to get to know more about this. And well, I appreciate it. You got a whole new supporter of me. Oh, I'll champion. be buying all the gear and we'll, uh, we'll come out to I, the game. 100%. We can, 100%. We believe it. That's awesome. That'll be fun. That'll be fun. And, um, yeah. So why don't you go ahead and just kind of give a shout out you guys. It sounds like you've got a Facebook thing. If people want to watch that on Friday night, you've also got your Facebook page. Yeah, yeah, we usually do a Friday live show on, okay. on Facebook and for the most part. You. Sometimes hit and miss. Usually me and the, the first team coach, Austin, okay. will okay. be on there. And we'll discuss topics, local topics people bring up to us, and we're always very, very honest. And he's got a very cool Irish or, accent, right? Yes, yes, he does. <laughs> that's how good such or bad a, it is. That's such a soccer yeah. thing. Yeah, so we, we, ha- we have that. And then we're traveling Saturday morning out to Arizona for our final match out there. So good we're luck. hoping to put a good squad together out there. Yeah, um, Arizona's full professional team. Very good. So yeah. it'll, be, it'll be a tough task. Um, you can and, do it. Yeah, oh yeah. And then we we're, then we're on a little break. We have our U23s playing in through July, um, but then we take some break off, and, and we have um, trials again at the end of August where we're looking to get you know local young talent in, work with them, and we have our Riverside County Cup competition through the fall. And so we're just going to stay busy trying to keep this boat afloat. So if somebody did want to play soccer... Uh, wanted yeah. to come out and try out for for the team. What would you now? Do they go to a website? What's yeah? If they go to TemeclaFC.com, they'll be able to see everything on there. Anybody that follows us on social media knows that we post multiple times per day on Instagram, yeah. Twitter, Facebook. I've tried to repost some of your stuff. And <laughs> hopefully, yeah. grow this. Uh, get this I following. Know, huge it. help. Yeah. So 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 we're always pretty active I- on the social media. Um, so anybody that wants to know what's going on, if you follow us, you know what's going on. Yeah. Okay. Very cool. Very cool. And I'll just, uh, I'll still, even though my wife's missing, I know where she is. She's just sick. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't, no, nothing happened to her. <laughs> just kidding. Uh, no, no, I'm not kidding. Anyway. She went to a Temecula Tume- <laughs> FC game and yeah. now she's never N- come back. Yeah, exactly. She heard Brana was coming and was like, oh no, not oh, soccer. Man. I know nothing no. about it. I'm out. <laughs> She's going to kill me if she hears this. <laughs> anyway, um, Rustics by TL is her business, and that's all the fun macrame you see in our podcast studio here. Well, uh, we got to get her to do some quail stuff. <laughs> well, there you go. Actually, yeah. that's not a bad idea. Yeah, she could sell it at the do some Do some banners or something in macrame. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> well, just, she's going to make the goal netting. 
Oh, there, there out we go. of macrame. Um, anyway, yes. Yeah, so that's our business. Mine is this commuteville. Uh, it's not really a business. It's just me uh, talking about Temecula, and we still got a website. Um, there's some old articles in there that probably won't help too much, but <laughs> more of this <laughs> podcast is there. Um, so yeah. Also, too, if you're listening to this, make sure you subscribe um, because we'll keep doing more. I know it's been down for two weeks, and I know you missed us, but. We're back. We're going to keep doing more and bring some more people in. I think uh, we're actually going to try and get Roller Derby in here. Oh, there you, know you go. Those girls. But yeah, that's exciting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so we'll get some more people in here and we'll chat some more about Temecula and uh, see if we can't get this all together and get, get out to these Temecula Football Club games and uh, support the Quails. So, oh, wait, thanks, all right. Man. Yeah. Go Quails. Thanks, Brandon. I appreciate it. <laughs>